you. speaker right on top of the thing, on the same thing. Let's just bring us in, as he has since 2007, his model. whole song. There we go. It's a little quieter now without that. Now that I look at my face on the screen, I, I see that I've got a glassy eye. The only time when I have an eye is just glassy is uh, when I uh, suffered or endured a head injury. Um, and that doesn't happen that often. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> falling off a stage, uh, playing rugby, uh, mixed martial arts, and uh, and, uh, or, uh, 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 I, I guess just head injuries, <laughs> but my eyes are shining, but I, 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 or maybe I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be here at round, uh, version, because now we're like computerized version one, three, seven, one, three, seven of, uh, uh, the Eugene S. Robinson show stomper. I have a few commercials. Uh, 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 Mr. RR, he actually got got the one that he nabbed, but he got me to thinking, and I actually got off my ass and did this. You know, I'm uh, uh, much like uh, a lot of famous suicides. I'm lightening my load. I, I am selling everything. Everything must go. 
Um, uh, there's certain things that if I start to sell, you should be worried about my well-being. I haven't gotten to those yet. Uh, uh, these are, are things that, you know, I don't know, kept them around as keepsakes. Um, and they're somehow significant, significant to me in terms of memories. But at a certain point, you just got to let stuff go. Specifically, all of my laminates from uh, a lot of the uh, UFC fights. I mean, look, this is a this is a this is a, a walk through memory lane. Memory, sorry, memory memory lane. Some of these classic fights. It's got the official seal on it. So one guy was like, I'll, 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 I go to any lunatics who would want this, and RR says. R squared says, yeah, I'd want it. And I go, he goes, how much? I tell him, he goes, yeah, boom, get it. And then I say, well, you know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. That price that he's willing to pay, which is 50, I'm going to put it up on, on, on eBay. And I said, if you get the 50 now, it's yours. If, if you wait and that price goes up, then you're going to have to pay that price if you want it. Um, if, you, if you wait and the price goes down, then I'll give you. Then I'll give it to you for the price it goes to. It's a gamble. Because he is that. Screw that. I'm not playing that game. I'll buy it now. So he buys it now. So I'm gonna. Uh, now that I've opened up, do you know what a brother Nagy and effort it was for me to figure this stuff out? Yeah. Try talking to any parent you have in the house and see if they can do that. That stuff. <laughs> Ask them to do that and see how long it takes. Unless your parent works at eBay, it might take a bit. So I'm going to load up each one I have, and I have a bunch here. Now, now there's some that I expect, like the two that I just showed you, that I expect to to be worth something. And then there's this. <laughs> okay. And the way they guarantee that it's you who they've given the credential to is a bad Polaroid. <laughs> Me, mustacheless, on the back uh, at Tachi Palace. Out in the sun, out in the sun, in the desert. So I don't know if these uh, these are going to be be ready, but uh, let me tell you, it's good. So outside of that, uh, Pinko nine five zero one four at yahoo.com if you want to PayPal or uh, patreon.com slash the Stomper. Um, uh, it's either the Stomp or the Stomper. I forget which. These are ways to donate if you want to keep the, the, the show going. So uh, let me, let me I, I was uh, 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 in the driveway of trying to kill myself in the sun with the wreck bag and the kettle balls and all that stuff. And I started having a, a, a series of thoughts, uh, biblical in nature. So this is Saturday afternoon. And so I'm out there at 2 o'clock. You know, the sun is high and I, and I want to get some sun in my face. So I go, I'll face the sun. And, you know, so I'm doing the bags. And, and yes, yeah, yeah, look at that. Look, I voted today. Yeah. So, um, and I start thinking about Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Now, I wrote a piece in college on Cain and Abel. All right. And what I said in college, um, I was being kind of cheeky. But what I said is, look, you know, you didn't have, there was no internet back, back uh, you know, the thousands of years ago. This book was specifically written to warn Shepherds, who were you know who were <laughs> yeah not, not that not that case. who shepherds who were largely you know the early Hebrews who who um, who uh, early Hebrews who, who wrote the Bible uh, to watch out for landowners simply 
It was a, it was, it was one. The story doesn't make sense any any other point of view in in any other way, right? It does it does it works as 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 a warning so that people who hear it understand. Yeah, you know, if I go tromping through that field with the little sticks up, and then the guy when I go tromping through that field with my sheep, that guy's going to be pretty angry. He's probably going to try to cave my my head in with a jawbone of an ass. I know I'm mixing stories. Right, so that's what I said in the paper. Got an got an A, uh, um, uh, got an A on the paper. Went went my way. Didn't think about it again. Okay. Uh, didn't really think about it again. So, um, uh, so I'm in the driveway, and, and I'm just saying, you know, it was it's the heat. May is the heat, and so I started thinking about Cain and Abel, and I started thinking like one guy. He's doing all the right things. He's busting his ass. He's really busting his ass. He's tilling the soil. He's breaking the earth. He's digging with his hands. It's not like he had a John Deere. He didn't have that, you know. With out there with the beast of burden of his sons, hauling water to grow vegetables. And 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 he 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 makes an offering. I'm going to write about that piece next for Decibel. My new piece in Decibel is up. My uh, my Me Too moment. The Decibel magazine, another commercial. And uh, if you haven't seen it, look at that. They do that nice illustration. That's supposed to be me. Look, they left out the gut. They left out the gut part. Look at that. Look at that with the apple. That lasted about three seconds. So anyway. <laughs> um so he's he's doing everything that one could possibly do right. He's tilling the soil. He's a and then he 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 gathers all up the first fruits, right? They're the first fruits, puts it in a basket and leaves it as an offering to, to God. And God looks at it and is like, yeah, you know, that, that doesn't doesn't that doesn't have a feeling for it. Yeah, whatever, bro. Nice, yeah, okay, cool. Now Abel comes gallivanting in there. And he's got sheep or goats, uh, and uh, his workday amounts to uh, sitting down on the hillside telling the goats and the sheep, go be goats, go be sheep. So anyway, and he lays back, and he's looking at the sky, and, and he's taking it easy, taking it easy, All right? Time comes to leave an offering. And, and, and he cuts the throat of one of the, the sheep, what did nothing to nobody, tosses it on the altar, and God was like, oh, my, oh, God goes, oh, my God. <laughs> God goes, oh, my God, look at, you're, you're an amazing guy, Abel. Look at what you, look at, oh, man, this is wonderful. Yes, I'm not going to forget that, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you reminded me because it ties in. So uh, he goes, you know, that's that's just great. How did you do it? How did you do it? Oh, you, you took the lamb, yeah. Took it out to the field, yeah. And you let it eat grass, yeah. And then you took it down to the river, yeah, where it drank the free water, right? Yeah. And then you you kind of wandered back. You took a, a few naps, and and then you cut its throat and you laid it here. Yeah, that's about right. Wow, man, you're amazing. How much of that? Is one person one person supposed to take? Cain is standing there. 
<laughs> are you kidding me? Are you are you actually kidding me, God? Is it you're joking, right? Like where are the cameras? Where are the cameras? I kill myself. I kill myself to make life perfect. Dude just wanders in with a dead sheep and he gets all alone. You gotta be kidding me. Hey man, that's the way it is. I'm teaching you a valuable lesson about life. You know, in life, sometimes you get unjust rewards, unjust benefits, sometimes they're just, sometimes they're unjust. It's less of don't worry. Hey, 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 hey. You don't worry about Abel. You worry about Cain. Cain's like, well, that's right, that's right. That's I've got to worry about me. I gotta go back out there. And he works even harder. And he digs and he does and he does and he does and he puts it. Same thing. So then Cain's thoughts turn darker, you know? You know what? Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy with his with his skipping around. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, he's skipping around with the sheep and the goats and he's laying out and he, he can't take it. He can't take it. And he smashes his brother's head in. He dies. And then there's that whole there, there, there's that whole uh, mummery. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, you're here, you're here. That's all. There's this, this is that whole, you know, this, this dance, this theater piece that God then does where he wanders in. He goes, oh, my goodness, where's Abel? Like he doesn't know. He goes, hey, hey, what, what, what? I'm like the Abel keeper around here? I'm my brother's keeper. I got to get he goes, no, no, I'm asking you, where is he? Where is Abel? So I, how am I supposed to know? He's taking a nap. Maybe he's taking a nap. Or maybe he's standing by the water while they, while they drink or while they eat. Or, or maybe he's taking a nap, which you seem to love so much. And he says, look, look, you know what? I'm God. I'm omniscient. I know that you killed him. And if I were Cain at that point, I would say, you know what? If you know that I killed him, you know why I killed him. He doesn't say that. Because I know why you killed him, and he cast him out. Right? Do, do, do you know where I'm going with this? Abel, this wonderful spirit of the field, this genial, kindly, kindly Wonderful man who all the animals love, the Dr. Doolittle of the Middle East. He had no offspring. Abel, the murderous, jealous, envious, <laughs> rancorous, bellicose brother, is the father of us all. <laughs> Simply put, <laughs> simply put, the father of us all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, um, so, <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. Oh no, I, I had I had to put him in a timeout. Dude was going kind of stupid nuts. So every now and then, I got I got to exercise some control. So the October surprise, I'm, and I'm going to be, I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be, October is over. It didn't happen. I'm still going to be kind of circumspect about it. 
because it can still get, I was still, I think I'm, I said something journalistically snaky like, I won't ruin anybody's October surprise. It's November now. So, what I heard from, let's see how I can conceal this from you. What I heard from someone who was associated with an oncologist. Okay, you following me? What I heard is that someone who's associated with an oncologist who happens to work in the D.C. area has reported to this person who then told somebody, who told me, that former President Barack Obama, whatever, you know, former President Barack Obama has been diagnosed with lung cancer. This was being concealed and hidden from the general public until such time as they thought the moment was right. They would re release this information. There would be an outpouring of, of, uh, of sympathy that would boost uh, uh, Uncle Joe Biden over the top on Tuesday, which is like 36 hours from now. But since millions and millions and millions of people have voted already, I tend to think that that's not going to happen. I also tend to think maybe it's not true. But I have to go back, like, why would an oncologist at a cocktail party, specifically one who works for uh, the former president, why would he say something like that? Maybe to vouchsafe some kind of interest, maybe to win some kind of conversational points, maybe to, I don't know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows why? And it's a game of telephone because it came to me by... So that person told one person, and that person, so that person, the oncologist told one person, and that one person told a second person, that second person told a third person, and that third person told me and swore me to secrecy. Who benefits? <clears throat> now, uh, um, I mean, maybe this was this was an arrow that was held in the quiver if, if it started to be like, this is not Joe Biden is really not going to be president. He's he's he is he is a uh, uh, <laughs> he is the um, he's going to be a shadow president and, and Obama is going to be it'll be a third term for Obama. And so maybe that was that was held in reserve as a counter to that argument that it won't be a real Joe Biden presidency, but it'll just be Obama three. I can't see that it would sway enough sympathy to, to, to put him over the wall for polls, um, but whatever. So that I'm sorry it wasn't bigger. I know you expected it to be something salacious, uh, as is as is my habit. Uh, but uh, I do have something about um, who was the guy who was the the prime minister of France before Macron. Um, but <laughs> I mean. In terms of the things I could, you would probably want to hear me tell some outre sex story before you'd want me to hear hear me tell an outre sex story about the guy who I can't even remember his name, who was the prime minister of France before Macron. I was like, who cares, right? Ah, it's a juicy story, but who cares, really? Carl, the one who was married to Carla Bruni. Somebody looked that up while we were doing the show. So anyway, anyway, so now we've got we've got the Cain and Abel story, 
that sets up the rest of the show. We had a slight detour with the October. Yeah, Sarkozy. Thank you. And, and, then, and then we had a slight detour for the October surprise, which I've been tormenting you guys for for, for, for weeks now, for weeks, for months even. And I, I knew it was going to be a not that big of a deal thing. It's not that big of a deal. But I'm just telling you, hey, you can, the last truly free voice in America. That's a difference. Somebody was a, somebody in the comments took took uh, issue with me talking about McRapist or McAnal, McRapist anal, anal McRapist. Uh, you know, uh, they, they, they he took issue with it and he, he he thought that it would hurt my feelings to call me a mediocre MMA journalist. You realize calling me a mediocre MMA journalist is like saying that like you're a mediocre hobo. <laughs> like, do you think I aspire to be a top flight hobo? <laughs> uh, or do you think it would really bother me that much? Eugene's a bottom of the barrel hobo. Nah, he's not like those good hobos over there. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, okay, I did say I was going to set myself aflame if uh, I wasn't at least nominated for uh, MMA Journalist of the Year commentating. But when, when, when the, the, the mermaid wins six times in a row, you got to know it's Rick. So anyway, and and for a fact, another story, scuttle, but the Grammys are rigged, but we won't get into that. We won't get into that. That I know for a fact. They've changed. Look at all the problems. Look up Neil Portnoy. They've had a lot of problems recently, and it's now devolved into lawsuits and so on. It's not like the Oscars, where they use Price Waterhouse and other nah, 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 nah. A lot of dirty hands and dirty cookie jars with the music biz. So anyway, let's look this up. Let's go straight to it. And I'm about to choke on a pistachio husk. Uh, if, if these are my last words, uh, uh, change them to, he wanted us to avenge his death. Oh, yeah, 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 DSK, I wrote about that guy. Yeah, honey trap, nothing. That guy had been dirty for so long. It, there wasn't much of a trap. <laughs> there wasn't much of a trap. <laughs> it's like, you know, when I saw Bill Clinton at that same hotel in Los Angeles where Robert F. Kennedy got shot in that small dinner setting where it was me, five other journalists, and him just hanging out, and those two sisters, twins, with uh, leather skirts and plunging halter tops came in. I thought the guy would be shy. He's in public. He's with not that guy, hugging and smiling and hugging too much. I would have been, I, I wouldn't have hugged those women that much. There's no circumstance in which publicly I would have hugged those women as much as he hugged those women, even if I was having sex with them. I'm not the same kind of rock star Bill Clinton is clearly, uh, but it doesn't take it doesn't take much of a honey trap to catch a guy like that. All you got to do in public is listen. Let me tell you something. If you have any kind of public uh, 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 um, public proclivity, all you have to do is mention what your weakness is, and then all of a sudden. Anybody who's got that weakness or wants to prey on that weakness is there. You say you got a problem with alcohol. Next thing you know, people are like, hey, man, I know. I don't know if you drink or not, but here's this nice port I got from Porto. And you're like, oh, I just take a little sip. Yeah, you know, just a little sip. Just a little. And then next thing you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Next thing you know, da bang. All right. Man, I'm really having, really having a hard time with the, with the 
drugs. Ah. The other way, let me tell you, guy says, went to rehab, was having problem with crystal meth. Another friend of mine says, hey, I want to buy some crystal meth. Let me call dude. He says, hey, man, I know you just got out of rehab and, like, you are clean and sober, and I really praise you for that, but can you connect me to your connect so I could buy some crystal meth, too? And the guy was angry, and he was upset. He said, I think that's pretty unsympathetic. I don't, you know, it's just, and I mean, what? I mean, the guy goes, what? The guy goes, what? <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, um, you know, who knows what the right thing to do is. But when you have these problems, people say, you know, like the part of the piece that I wrote in, in, in Decibel was about Jarbo saying she wanted to do a show with me. I said, you know, you do a show with me on stage. Anything could happen. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. They, the guys in neurosis just said they don't want you to take your penis out. I go, what? I'm not an animal. What do you think? I got to do it every show? I don't decide. It's not shtick. And she goes, oh, okay. I said, but anything could happen. She goes, oh, okay. I go, anything. Like I said before, there's not a single one of you within the sound of my voice who didn't understand the intonation. Anyway, it's a, it's a good article. I, I sort of, uh, it's a, by way of apology. So let's see, UFC Fight Night 181. Um, and the only three fights that I cared about, the only three fights on the card that I watched, and so, but, but that's enough. That's enough, because... First of all, I, I, let's go backwards in time. I got to address this. <laughs> and I don't know if any of you know this guy, Nick Reyes from Fight Book MMA. And he, he, there's an article that says, Israel Anansaya is willing to fight Robert Whitaker, eyes Jan, eyes Jan Blachowicz, uh, Blachowicz instead. And the guy's comment is, Izzy is making himself look like a bitch. He admits to using mind games, and then when Robert Whitaker admits that they worked last time and starts showing it won't work again, he runs away to 205. When he was just saying he didn't want to go to 205 yet for John, obviously he was just scared of John. I, you know, I, I read that. I, I read that just as I was about to start the show, and I was going to write the guy about that. And, and then I, I just figured I, I don't really have the time to spend as much time talking to to, to stupid people, <laughs> stupid, broken, confused individuals. I can't I can't I can't help you. I can't I can't help you. Jim Morrison said it best. You reach your hand to hold me, but I can't be your guide. I tell you that time that that, that friend of mine was like drowning, but he and I had had a problem. And he was drowning. He was like, ah, I think I got a cramp in my leg. And I stood there in the boat, and there was that moment where he knew he had to get to that boat because there wouldn't have been any help forthcoming from the guy on the boat. I was debating it. I was really good. The thought process was like, well, what do I say? Well, I, and I, did I say that I was swimming on the other side and I didn't pay attention? I didn't hear him scream, or, or can they? How they figure out that I was in 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 the in in the boat? Can they figure how how can they tell how long my clothes and all this calculating I'm doing? Then the guy was like, "Screw this!" 
can't rely on this guy, swam to the boat and got in. And it was like Octave Mirbeau's torture garden where the guy's riding a train with this guy. And he goes, hey, you know, some backs cry out for the knife. And he starts to reach and he's watching this, this heavyset guy sitting across from the phone to sleep. And he's going to choke him to death. And right as his hands get to the guy's throat, the guy wakes up and sees him. And he doesn't say anything about the hands. He doesn't say anything about what he's doing. He just goes back and sits in his seat like nothing happened. And the guy who he was going to choke sits there for the rest of the train ride like this. It's the best part of the book. I mean, I keep remembering, keep talking about it. So the guy just, you know, we got in the boat and got back to shore. And the guy, we never spoke of it again. He actually never went out there with me again either. So that wasn't, wasn't the issue. So I start to think. So I, I, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't, that story was like to, to play on the Jim Morrison thing of, I re, you, re, you reach a hand to hold me, but I can't be your guide. I can't help this guy. It, it doesn't help Israel, Adensaya, at all to fight Robert Whitaker. It does nothing for him. You forget this is sports entertainment. It's not just sports. Now, unless you're a hardcore Kiwi down in Australia, down under, you might care about that. But that was a convincing win. There was nothing unconvincing about that win. Let Robert Whitaker say whatever he has to say to get himself out of bed in the morning. But, you know, oh, he got me because of the head games. Really? Because it looked like a bunch of punches in the face. Well, the punches in the face were possible because my head was shot. Really? And then he went on, if he would carry that quote through to the end, Whitaker goes on to say, and of course the next fight, I have the loss in my head from that fight, so he's already pre-excusing his loss the second fight around. He's got to say something. He's become something we had, we've never seen before. An A1 executive level gatekeeper. He's not going to let anybody buy him, but he himself can't get in the room yet. It's like that Orson Welles thing from, uh, from the trial where the guy says, I want to get in. Uh, he goes to the gates of heaven. He goes to the guard. I want to get in. And the guard says, she shakes his head. He goes, no, I want to get in. No, shakes his head. And, and, and he, he stays there too. He's an old man. And finally he's like, he says, what do, what do, what do I have to say to get in? The guard's like, you don't have to say anything. Just go. <laughs> you know, Israel, I mean, Whitaker, you know, this whole thing of the excuse making, just, you know, there is a way back. Convincing, you know, turn, turn around from facing that belt and do what you just did. Do what you just did against Cannoneer, who had a broken ulna in his arm, which is why he didn't finish. You know, you want to re rerun something, rerun that. See how good that feels to you. Let his arm heal up, let him fight again, and give him another shot at it. See how it doesn't feel interesting to you. And it doesn't feel like money to you. Just like you don't feel like money to Israel. You understand what he's doing right now? If he goes to 205, you know, he and Johnny Boney Joni are like flip sides of the same coin. They're like the Cain and Abel variant here. And yes, you can use that technique to get cash off of people. So, so Jan is the belt holder. Francis Ngannou, there's nobody's in a big hurry. He, he's big, he's strong, he's fast. He hits very hard. This is this is less. We'd like to see him fight anybody, so that's a given. 
But at this point now, something else is happening. Johnny Boney Joni, in terms of, like, you remember Topo Gigio, where he's got the sticks and the plates on top of the sticks spinning? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm not taking take it away. Yeah, he, he did have his own broken, but it was like, you know, you can't, as Congo once said, when, uh, who was it who got his, uh, uh, Frank Shamrock got it, his arm broken against Congo, and he goes, my kick comes up like that. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't block it like that. He, he always had this double-handed, double-handed block. He goes to absorb the force along along the range. Can't do it. You're gonna get your arm broken every time against a guy like that. But even with the broken armor, you know it was touch and go. He had to take him down that third round to keep him from if it had been a five-round fight. It's not entirely clear to me that Canier wouldn't have been able to do something. Who knows? But the thing is, he's in a weird position now. So he's got to talk himself into another. But talking himself is not going to get him there. No way. No way. That that Israel chain. You're going to have to. You're going to have to get a ride to the next stop, my friend, because you're not. You're not there yet. So Johnny Boni Joni, as term, in terms of the plates spinning on top of uh, the top of the sticks, he's got a couple. involved in, in in holding holding DC's face in the mud. I don't think he'll ever get tired of it and I haven't seen any sign that he's willing to stop just because the guy's retired because DC is retired from life inside the cage but he hasn't retired from the cage life. So he opens his mouth, bloody elbow reports that he, what that he opened his mouth, right? He opened his mouth. He opened his mouth. He, we pick it up. He gets behind the mic at the fight, and he talks, and he says this, and he says that, and he's in the mix. So he's around to have his face, and now he has to work harder to actually hold his face into the mud because what is he going to do, tweet? The guy's got a microphone. Microphone beats tweet sometimes, I guess. But there are ways he can do it. There was he can do it. He goes and gets that belt from from, from uh, uh, Blavitz. Suddenly he's back to number one again. Somebody's already said this. They set up as a, a precondition. Said fifteen world titles against four. Look, people were overcome with the emo the Khabib emotion. I understand that, but being overcome with the changing the pound for pound rankings a very different thing. Clearly irks him. So now he's got the DC plate spinning, and which is tied into if you don't think, if you do not think that he believes that DC was behind that, you're hundred percent wrong. Couple ways for him to do that. He goes and crushes. Um, he goes and crushes Stepe. It's not about Whitaker. All right, good. Okay, so Whitaker won that fight clean. He's not beating Israel. That's the, the, that's the point. I'm not, I'm not making the case for Kananir. I'm making the case for trying to explain why why Israel doesn't find it interesting to fight Whitaker a second time. <laughs> so okay. So um, also, I want to make a case. I got a piece coming up. I want to retire the word Jew and Jewish. 
A friend of mine, Noam Friedman in New York, actually laid it all out. And he said that uh, these were words that the Levantine, Semitic, Abramic people of the Middle East never used to describe themselves. Not, never used to describe themselves. He goes, he might be okay with Hebrew, but he wants to stop. He goes, you know, uh, uh, you know, he goes, it's like a Spanish person calling themselves a spick. He goes, you know, you're Jewish. You go, don't go, no, no. This, this word is a mark of your subjugation. And I'm going to lay it all out. I'm going to try to get it, get it printed. I think it's a great piece. Side note. So anyway, so Johnny Boney Joni, if you don't think that he thinks that DC is behind, the, behind that ranking, you're absolutely wrong. So, so what's going to happen? What's going to happen now? What's going to happen? I tell you what's going to happen. He's got to go. He's got to go after. He. I mean, this is tri-level chess. What does he got to do? He's got to get Khabib out of there. And now he's he's got to get. I mean, he's got in his head, and he's got to shove DC's face in. How does he do that? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, the Francis Ngannou fight. It's money fight. We all want to see it. That's not the ticket for him. The ticket for him is Stipe. It's big money. And now, and now that um, if you want your fantasy MMA league, um, um, if you want your fantasy MMA league to, to, to make sense, this is what has to happen. Pay attention. Johnny Boney Joni goes heavyweight. Blauhovitz, oh no, sorry, uh, um, uh, Stipe, Beats Ngannou again. Making Ngannou secondary, tertiary, not a gimme at that point. Got to be recycled. He's in the Phantom Tobu. Stipe wins. At this point now, Johnny Boney Joni starts talking mad smack. Gins up this fight. This fight is huge. And he demolishes Stipe. First round. Takes the heavyweight belt. Takes the heavyweight belt. Demolishes him so soundly that there's no talk of a, of a rematch. There's no rubber match for that. Does he fight Francis Ngannou then? That's not the money move. Because he's being chased. Who's he being chased by? He's being chased by Israel. Yeah, that was a good dig. That was a good dig. So he's being chased by who? By Israel, who comes in and and takes the light heavy belt from Blavitz, takes it. And now we got oh Borja more. We've got we got that is massive. Massive. Johnny Boney Joni at that point either drops a weight, goes back and fights Izzy at light heavy, thereby being a champ champ, rubbing it in DC's face if he wins, or, well, that's it. Um... You know, I, I, I make a mistake when, uh, when I made a mistake 
picking against the Polish power last time. But I, if he went against the friend and knuckle up, I always got to go with the friend and knuckle up. But let me tell you something. I've seen his look at his fights pre uh, UFC, pre MMA. I've seen him fight guys who hit hard and you know, big guys like like uh, Blahovitz before, and I've seen him destroy them. They don't see it coming. It's 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 eerie. I think that's a credible fight. It would be it would be nice if Blahovitz did, but it doesn't change the fact that that's not a that's not a money move. None of us woke up today going, man. I wonder who Jan is fighting next. None of us, except for Jan. So um, so that that is that is that is the money move. That's that that is you know if you're looking at your fantasy MMA league board, you know. You know. Yes, correct. I agree. I agree. But you know, the temptation to go for the head is always is always there. And I don't see I don't see I don't see Jan as having the fight IQ to go. I mean it just looks it just it's just too tempting. It's just too tempting. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good for him. <laughs> I love. I, I rerun when it, whenever I'm feeling down. Whenever I'm feeling blue, I run that back. I run back. Uh, there are a couple of fights I run back. I run back. Jan Blahovitz knocking out uh, Cockold. I run back. Um, uh, who else do I run back? I run back. Dan Henderson uh, knocking out Bisping, and then I. I uh, uh, um, uh, Who's the guy from Curitiba? His name, uh, his name I can't remember. Uh, the axe murderer, what, what, breaking up Kung Lee's, Kung Lee's nose. I watch those two whenever I get a little down. And they, if I'm not watching animal attack videos, I watch those. And they cheer me right up. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I don't think so. That's what I would have thought. That's what I would have thought about Blahovic. Just too big, just too big. But you got to know what Izzy walks around that, and you also got to watch some of those fights. Go to watch his pre MMA fights. I'm not kidding you. He's fighting bigger guys. Yeah. I was reading something that Custom Model, Mike Tyson's former trainer, said about punching power, and he was like saying that's a weird thing. He goes, "I can teach you lots of things, but punching power that's in the sinews of your body." either have it or you don't rocky marciano i think he used like a 300 pound heavy bag like the only guy who did that and yeah whatever so anyway so so that's 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 the lay of the lamp i just had to address that before in the last 17 minutes i i i um uh uh yeah yeah you either have it or you don't you just can't you know, that's like I told you that story with me and the other bouncers were talking and we're sad. Or we're just talking about, have you ever knocked anybody out? Which is not a conversation that bouncers should be having, really. You know, but uh, I said, no, man, man, we've gotten lots of fights between us. We stomped guys. And, of course, then on the past show, you know, that my moment in, in, in uh, Brussels where I Charlie Brown the guy out of his shoes which was an open-hand slap that worked. But anyway, let's get to the fight. Let's get UFC fight night. And it was Anderson Silva. And I said, I, I went, if you watch me back and back and forth on uh, Care Don't Care, I said, uh, you know what? 
I'm, I don't, I don't even want to care about this. I don't like when they truck these old cats out who you love, and then bad things happen to them. He, he, he's a, he's a raw. He's a retire already. I just can't stand it. I can't stand it. And then they said, well, that's, this is the show is not called Stand, Don't Stand. It's called Care, Don't Care. You clearly care. I clearly care. So, and you're going to watch it, and I'm going to watch it. So you, you, why don't you just say you care, but you're going to watch in the protest? I go, okay, I'll, I'll say that. I don't think it. Then somebody from the conspiracy raised, raised the issue of, of the, the bald one's big fat fingers. And he said, you know, he does have, Anderson Silva does have one fight left on his contract. One fight left on his contract. What better way to ruin the guy's future marketability than to put him against, you know, a, 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 a firecracker, watch the guy destroyed, and then say, well, there you go. He's diminished. But even, but even if that was the plan, immediately post-fight, the bald one did something I've never seen him do before, never heard him do before. He expressed contrition. He was like, I don't know. He just... I don't, and he had, and that lasted for like two seconds before he like, he backed off of it. And and then somebody said, don't buy that act. Don't buy that act. That's not, that's not real. That's not real. That's just him continuing to draw attention to the fact that, that uh, Anderson Silva is, is, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a, 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 what is the phrase? What am I looking for? Uh, uh, damaged goods. You know, his cell by the look, the guy's over 40. We know that. We know, but we wanted to see, you know, when I was talking the old days about MMARP, I was just talking about cats. You know, what you're seeing now with Tito and Chuck fighting again. I'm not talking about these guys getting murderized by young cats. Randy Couture said it best when he went up against Leota Machida for his last fight. He was like, I felt like I was standing still out there. It happens. Some of us know this. I don't know who. So I'm taking my socks off, if you don't mind. My feet are hot. <laughs> Me and Derek, Derek Lewis. So, um, yeah, I, so, you, you know, but he, the contrition was surprising, but at the conclusion of the fight, and even Herb Dean, you can see this, I thought it was an ag, 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 excellent job of, of officiating, did not want to, you know, some people might have stopped the fight. That He didn't want to do that. Nah, nah. Guy's last fight, let him go out in the shield 10 seconds from the end. No, this story is not going to be how Herb Dean makes another stupid mistake. That's not what it was going to be. So he waves into his corner. Guy walks to his corner. And, you know, it's like the, um, it's like the great um, scene with Tom Hagen and Frankie Pantangeli in the prison in Godfather Part Two. They didn't want to, these guys didn't want to die at home like some wasted losers. They didn't want to do that. They want to go out on their shields. So Anderson Silva goes goes into, after the third round, goes into the corner. They talk about it. But whatever they talk about is immaterial because what's in his head is shield. He goes back out the fourth round. is is, is game, you know, but took a chance. Gambled. High volume, separated the hands, face up, chin, uh, uh, head forward, chin up, gobbing, out. And then I'm like, man, man, that's, no. I mean, I picked, I picked Hall to win because uh, Hall, you know, is a Brooklyn guy. I always says he's from Queens, whatever. 
And then he starts crying. And then I find myself unaccountably choked up as well. This is the lion in, yeah, Queens. They have what? I was born in Queens, so I don't have any beef against Queens. But Jesse said it best, right? Jesse from, uh, what the hell's his last name? You know, the guy from Heart Attack. Still a dread walking in Queens. <laughs> you know how many fights I get? Actually, I think I got into more fights in Queens than I got into in Brooklyn or Manhattan, actually, despite the reputation. Because Queens, people would fuck with you mercilessly. Yeah, and we've never seen that. We've never seen that at, at, at a block of it. But anyway, I've moved on. So, yeah, yeah, Jamaica, Queens. I was born, yeah, near Hollis, Long Island City. And, and spent the first couple of years of my life in Jamaica before going off to Ozone Park. And, but anyway, so um, so a, a, he starts crying. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see... You know, it's weird. Like he's like saying, you can hear him say, "Like I'm sorry." Like I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. He was talking about uh, eight years ago when I was just at home watching you on TV. He's like, I, 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 you know, I love you, man. I he was, and Anderson Silva says, like, you know, yeah, exactly. Hey, man, good for you to remember about Ozone Park, even as a child. I had some understandings about Ozone Park. Yeah, it was very funny. So, um, and, and, and Anderson gives him some important information, and he says, you know, something to the effect of, like, protect your mind, like, your head. And he, he, was, uh, like, he was not saying, and, 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 and Hall explains, he said, he wasn't saying that I lacked this in this fight. He was saying, in my future endeavors, I should make sure that this is something that, 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 you know, this is something that I am first and foremost concerned with. And you know what? Somebody else said in a, in a, 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 a Brian, uh, Brian SD, Brian SD said to me he, he, in his text, he's like, you know what? When you compare the real drama, the very real drama and human element of that exchange against anything out of McRape, anal McRapist's pie hole in the last two years, you know, you see, you, you see real fake versus fake fake. Because to a certain degree, anybody, if you know the cameras are on, I think it affects you, even as genuine as it might seem, you know that the cameras are on, right? But let's we just for, to sim simplify it. We'll just say real versus fake. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Uriah Uriah Hall has been one of those cats who's just he's been mixed. He's had he's had a naked lunch career where periodically he's looked at what's at the end of his fork and gone like, I can't believe I'm eating this. I can't believe you know. I, I, I had a friend who was a who was a who was a, who was a prostitute for four years, and she was like. I can't believe dudes would pay for this. And I remember laughing at her at the time, like, ah, but, but, you know, but when you start to think of whatever it is she was thinking about, when they were like, oh man, I'm, I'm really sending that. Oh, I'm really, she's getting really turned on now. And she's like the Dave Chappelle skit. She's thinking about tree monkeys, bicycles, 
Cream corn. I mean, you know, if she were to tell you what she was thinking about while you were getting down with her, you were like, you know what? Keep the money. I'm going to leave now. I mean, what the hell would I stay here for? You know? So Uriah, he's looked at the end of his fork and seen this piece of dead flesh, a carcass, a corpse. He's like, how is it that I'm making my living by punching people, by hurting other human beings? Choosing to do this. I think he's had a philosophical problem. And, and the bald one said, you got to get your shit straight. I don't know what your problem is. You got to get, you either going to write fighter on your tax re report or you're not going to write fighter on your tax report. But you're not going to have fighter on your on your on your on your on your on your tax return. Sorry, not report tax returns, and come in here and fight like and do that. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe he gets it. Maybe the well, you know Anderson. Well, I mean, because what you saw was a was a, a, a bout a chal a challenge and a bout between martial artists, and that's different from a fight. Somehow that's different, and that's why Eddie Goldman has left M MMA, and that's why a lot of cats I know, because he could appreciate in the early days that there was a difference. And some, some people would hear this and go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. A fight's a fight's a fight's a fight, whatever. To, 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 if you believe a fight's a fight's a fight's a fight, you believe that that prostitute is fundamentally having the same sex with, you know, the 4,000 Johns that she had sex with, as she is with the person that she calls her fiancé. I don't believe they're the same. I don't believe those people involved believe they're the same. I don't believe anybody believes they're the same. The actors and the participants do not believe them to be the same. I'd like to see more of the, the, the Uriah Hall and Anderson Silver thing. A challenge between, but they got to sell the fights. Anderson Silva is already, already a name, so he sells the fights. You know, and, and on top of that, given the head that he has, Hall is there. You know, Hall is, yeah, that's right. Mutual respect doesn't sell fights. Hall is there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I would. I would. But the thing is, all this other shit just that they used to gin it up makes you feel bad. If I'm saying to you, I, you know, I would watch a fight in the juniper bushes in front of the 7-Eleven if it was about, I would. That's like saying I would have sex with every single woman who would want to have sex with me. And that's largely been the case over my life. If a woman wanted to have sex with me, i go, okay. I was thinking about that last night for women. That's like, how many times, I guess on the occasion of the decibel thing, how many times have I really had to, like, work it? Like, where I'm, like, trying to doing this, and I... Yeah, I don't really have to. I just been like, "Hey, uh, Eugene, yeah, can I come over?" Okay, because I got like the kind of Chauncey Gardner kind of autism range thing. Like, all right, you know, I've been drinking a bit, have you? And then maybe you shouldn't drive if you should. Oh no, no, not that much. Okay, come on over. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, I would, but they, they add the stuff on. They make it difficult. They, they're this and make rapists and make anal. He's a this and he stole the thing and there's all this and the packages and all this video effluvia around it. They make it hard for you to do this. Because they're trying to sell. You know, I mean, I, I, would, buy, I would buy anyway. 
I would buy anyway. But I'm not a casual. Look at a baby. There's a baby. Look at me, though. But I'm not a casual. No way am I a casual. So, uh, so Hall, Hall then pulls himself together, and then he goes, he goes, um, oh, tail of the tape. Uh, uh, tail of the tape. Yes, I did. I, I, I dropped down to 202, and then I said, man, that was miserable. Two days or nothing, they're eating breath mints. I'm not doing that again. And then, a, but tell me right now why I do it, and the wife, the wife comes back in, she can give me a tape measure. If, you, if, you, if you're, if you're uh, figuring out somebody's reach, is it fingertip to fingertip or fist to fist? I don't know. Now, right now, I'm about 230, 232. Um... Middle finger to middle finger. All right, from fingertip. All right, so when she comes back in, we'll uh, we'll see if she puts the kid in the swing for a little bit. But I have two more fights I want to talk about. So, uh, um, and we got we got like technically three minutes. We'll go a little bit over. So, um, so Hall then immediately gains his composure and starts talking crazy, <laughs> and starts talking about Izzy. Now this recalls an earlier moment with Kevin Holland, who I picked to win, and he won, even though he won against his own Tavares guy, who everybody was worried was paralyzed uh, from that slam. Um, and that slam was like a like a, a, a Whitaker Cannoneer thing. It's like, oh, he hurt his neck. No, nah, he hurt his neck because he got slammed. He hurt his neck because he got slammed. So, but Kevin Holland at that point starts jawing over the fence at Izzy, and a couple of things dawned on me. It's like one. Kevin Holland, you're not there. Two, I know you know you're not there, making this a smart tactical move. Good for you, Kevin Holland. People pay attention. They'll remember. I won't have to be reminded next time there's a care, don't care about Kevin Holland. Uh, but Kevin Holland, uh, I don't know how much stand-up he has. <laughs> After he got a few of those flashy axe kicks from the Taekwondo Ontiveros, and he was like, screw this, I'm going to take him down. And if that's all you got, out of the fights on Izzy's menu that would sell big and get him to buy a Ferrari, that's not one of them. You know, it's like, who am I helping you? Who benefits? Keep bono. Who benefits? If I'm Izzy and I fight Holland, Holland benefits. Holland benefits. Holland is a primary beneficiary, not me. Screw that. But he talked him up. So that so that that, that was that was uh, that was that was interesting because Hall, of course, you know, uh, yeah, he he is very funny. Hall is um, yeah, he's got more work and he realizes that and that's good. Hall though is saying that he wants to get in there. And Izzy was just like, yeah, man, I like you getting your name in the conversation. And I can see how it makes sense to Hall. I can see how it makes sense to him. But he's not there. He's got to say it. He's got to say it. But he is not there. I know he looks at that guy and thinks, I'm better than that guy. I'm, you know how many times I've done that? Do you know how many times I've done that? And you know how well that's worked out for me? Never. I, never. You know? 
I looked at Kung Lee. I was like, I take that guy. He said, Yeah, you want to start training together? I go, Damn right, I do. Let's get in the cage, bro. <laughs> 18 months later, after rehab, I'm not kidding. Ruptured quadricep tendon. Oh, well. I can't never remember which leg it was, though. I was trying to remember last night in my sleep. It was one of my legs. Left leg, sorry. Because I continue to have problems with the left leg, and now I got a, my hip is hurting me. I said, this is it, bro. This is it. I'm dying. I'm dying. So Hall has to say something. He's got the mic in front of him. He did them a solid. They gave him no performance bonus. He, he had to eat what was on the end of his fork. He had to say something. It would be stupid for him not to. Saying it is good doesn't mean it's going to happen. They're bigger, better things. You know, there's a Q rating for guys who fight in the UFC. It may not be an official one, but we all know it's there. Well, uh, Kong was an accumulation. He's like a mule. He kept kicking me in the one spot on my left leg, and I, it didn't even feel hard enough. I checked it some of the time, and some of the time I didn't. I didn't really feel like I had to. I mean, it wasn't like it was fucking hurting, but clearly, clearly, um, clearly the muscle was like uh, spasming to protect itself. So that finally one time, and very lightly, I, he didn't, I didn't even touch me. I moved, and it was like, snap! And that was it. So, Kane, however, was like, oh, we're going to do this funny thing with the journalist. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to do this thing with the journalist. That's cool. That's funny. And then the journalist gets slick and tries to pull something. Uh-huh. Which is, I did. And then I could see Kane go, okay. All right. You're not going to come in here. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you're going to come in here and do some, some shit and going to write about it? Like I'm a clown? Like I'm a joke? Like and then he put it on. So, yeah, it was worse coming from King. <laughs> yeah, I was in, I had a greater amount of fear once the misery began against Kane. I never felt in danger. Oh, my life was in danger with, with Kungo. I felt that way with Kane. But I understand you got to say it, you got to say it, you got to get in there. Hey, what is it? Somebody just said they wanted me to address something before it was up, and I said I will. Just remind me. I got to go back to the comments. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, my, my wife. She's still outside. She's usually inside with the kids, but she's outside, um, and I can't do the measurement myself. So maybe she'll come in before we get We'll just talk until she comes back in. Oh, she's sitting on the edge of the, on the, edge of the pond, which is why it's there. Good. So kid there looking at the fish which is the raccoons have tried to kill uh i got plans for those raccoons anyway if you got ways to get rid of raccoons let me know so then the other fight let's go bryce mitchell and uh and uh, uh touchy feeling now nah, i'm not gonna talk about that if you want to hear me talk about that go to care don't care uh, um <laughs> uh, oh is he Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'm not going to talk about him anyway, so I don't. I, it's, I don't really care. Um, and um, so, what did we talk about? We talked. Uh, that was a co-main. Yeah, we talked about Holland, and then I, I wanted to talk about the fight that I didn't care about, that I didn't talk about. But if some of you follow me at, on at Eugene Ro Eugene S Robinson, um, you know that I tweeted out uh, one of the two things I tweeted out from the fight had to do with Greg Hardy. And I was like, what? What? They, you know, what? I get not a single fight organization 
in the world who wants to hurt this guy's feelings? Why do they keep running him out there with bumps? What the? What the? What? What's, what, is, what is that? What is that? What is that? And dude really thinks he, he, he yeah, yeah, it's like, what, he really thinks he's winning. Why would you do that? There's one guy, I saw a fight organization do that down at, at Tachi Palace. <laughs> I love Tachi Palaces. <laughs> this is their credential. Their credential. And on the back, your photograph. <laughs> Laminate. Yeah. So, um, they're, they're keeping that guy away from harm. And I can see that. Look, there was a, um, yeah, there was a, uh, uh, yeah, he's the victim. Yeah, ask him. That's like a Don Rickles. Ask him. He'll tell you. Um, look, look. When I was doing Code Magazine, there was a guy who was uh, the president of the, the NFL, the uh, NFL Black Players Association, right? NFL Black Players Association. Dude had played pro ball himself, and he was big. And I was big then too. I was two sixty five. Dude was like two eighty five, two ninety. Right? But you could tell him. He's like, "So you doing this?" Um, MMA thing, huh? I was like, yeah. And you could tell, like, he he, he wanted to. He wanted to start. I was training at Beverly Hills Jiu-Jitsu down in L.A. You could tell. And I was like, come on by, man. Come on by sometime. You know, we'll go. And I was all good. Judo Gene, uh, I could go over there. I was warned against going over there. Never did because I was warned. But it was Beverly Hills Jiu-Jitsu. And he's, I could see he was, like, in his mind, like, I, I think I could take Football, they, they, they're like the guy in Dirty Harry. They got to know. So I'm sure when he's hanging out with his friends who are still playing football, they're having little pool parties, whatever they do, whatever guys who are rich, what what a rich like that do, I don't know. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to MMA, man. I've been out there killing it. He's like, you're killing it, bro. Yeah, man, I'm killing I'm just waxing these guys. I don't know what the bald one's thinking. I don't know what's in his head. I don't know. I think the idea is that you know we'll peel people off from the from the NFL. What do you? I mean, why? Matt Mitrione played too. Why? I don't understand. Or right, somehow this will get press attention that it wouldn't. I don't understand. And you're actually paying this guy. That's the thing that's mind-boggling to me. You're paying this guy. They're paying him. He should be. You know, at one point. At one point, uh, I'm sorry to keep going back to prostitutes. At one point. Uh, a friend of mine had gone to this uh, a prostitute, and he, he was outraged. He came back. He goes, I can't believe I paid for that, echoing the comment of the former prostitute. That I, and I go, why? And he goes, like, she should have paid me. I go, what? She wasn't that attractive? And he sent me the photo. And I go, yeah, but you found her online. You knew what she goes, her foot didn't look like this. It didn't look like this. Yeah, you're right. Boucher's right. I think that's the only thing. I think that's the only thing. I think it's just a pure contrariness that lets you say, like, keep the guy around. Because does he have a constituency? Are there Greg Hardy nut jumpers out there? Oh, Boucher. What did I say? I, I, I forgot what I said. It was 30 seconds ago. Uh, 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 Boucher, is that what I said? Now you're pretty much guaranteed that ah the, the wife is back in. Hey, could you grab the tape measure uh, from, from the drawer for me? 
um, there's a curiosity about the nature of my reach. So maybe uh, put her in the swing for half a second, and then we'll we'll, we'll get this we'll get this solved. Uh, <clears throat> so I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know who loves this guy. I don't you know. And I hate to deny de deny a, a man a, a meal. Um, do you speak French? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, uh, but uh, Cora might start crying. And then the cat goes, all right, so from this finger, I'll hold it on this side. Okay, oh, yeah, good, good idea. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, hold on, kid. Okay. Oh, let me, let me. How many inches? 61, 73 inches. So what? That's an outrage. John Jones, 85. I'm 73. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Just tape measure doesn't work. That's We'll just go with that. Thank you. It's, a fake. It's, a, it's fake. It's fake. Yeah, I'm six foot one. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Good. Okay, good. Good, good. Okay. Well, okay. So that's a start. Now, yeah, my arms weren't straight because I'm on. We'll do it. We'll do it after the show is over. Yeah, okay. That's 77. <laughs> no. And I interviewed Johnny Boy Jr. too. And something inside me, something inside nature's warning sign let me know not to make. But it was on the phone anyway. I was in Texas and he was in New Mexico. But I was close enough, but not that close. So anyway, uh, and, uh, and Jan is back. Um, yeah, no, nah, that's, yeah. Huh? Oh, it's, yeah, it's Jan's birthday. He's 10 years old. You know, Jan, if you, if you remember, not in addition to being deaf, Fell off an eleven-story building. Yeah, I know. We'll find out. I'm going to get the real measurement. I got to get my arms straight. We'll try it again after the show's over, and I'll leave it in the comments. So, so there you go. I mean, everybody, every all is right with the world. The bald one leaves the fight. He had a brief moment of contrition, and I saw the clouds part. And he was a human for half a second, and then somebody was like, "Yeah, you know, he's just doing this to drive down a guy's market value." Anderson Silva does have one, one fight left on his contract, and but you know we don't. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't need to, to fight again. We don't need to see him fight again. He's making music videos in Brazil. Guy doesn't have to work again. I hope he doesn't fall prey to the Floyd Mayweather thing of like how many hip hop records am I gonna make? You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a drug test? It's great. Have you ever had a drug test while being high? That's a key. And pass a drug test. That's a key. There's another fighter. I'm not going to mention his name, Phil. There's another fighter who carried urine in the finger of a glove, Phil. And, and then he, the guy said, I have to see you put the urine in the cup. And he waited till the, he waited till the guy had to go to the bathroom. And then when the guy came, he goes, here you go. He goes, what? Yeah, that's it. Oh, losing? I'm not talking politics this show. Next week, uh, we have Care uh, Care, which runs. She records it this morning, edits it. It hits noon Monday, and it's about uh, uh, Teixeira and and Tiago Santos's first fight back after Johnny Boy and Johnny. Uh, I I will uh, um, <laughs> I like the touch thing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Psychedelics don't. Um, Teixeira against Tiago Santos, his first fight since uh, being crippled by Johnny Boney Joni. Uh, I'll, I'll show you my hand right now in case you don't watch Care, Don't Care. I picked it for Teixeira. 
I gave all the reasons why I picked up a share on Care Don't Care. That's why you got to watch the show. It comes out new tomorrow. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, do you take urine in a different way than you used to? This is terrifying. Um, so, uh, uh, um, and, yeah, fell off an eleven-story building, survived. Jumped out of a balcony chasing a bird and something. Boom, boom. But he's been strange since then. So, um, uh, so what, what was I saying? I was tying up the show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh yeah. So the, the election. So Monday, care, don't care. I pick, I pick uh, 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 Teixeira over Santos. Next fight's weekend. I only have three fights that I care about on the card. It's another one of those cards. But I'm a big, a big care about Teixeira. And, and Santos, and um, that's Monday. Tuesday, I have a couple pieces, I think, that are coming this week that I've written on politics. I wrote one today on uh, cops preparing for preparing for Election Day across America. I interview people at the Atlanta PD, Dallas PD, uh, Miami PD, Miami, Dallas, Atlanta, um, and locally here in California. And then, uh, and then I have, a, I think, another political piece, and I'll be really glad when the election's over because I hate writing about politics. I don't know if you know that, but I hate it. So um, I just is I can barely read other people's stuff on politics, and I don't like to even read my own. So uh, I'm less, I, I'm more likely to send you the new sex column, which I have if you follow me on at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter. Sent you the new one, uh, um, but uh, one of the listeners has a question in there. And I'm sure he doesn't need me mentioning his name, but you'll know uh, one of the questions this week came from you, one of yous. So, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so let's see, let's see. Uh, um, so that's Tuesday. I got a bunch of pieces. Tuesday night, we have uh, If the Shoes Fit election special. It'll be me, Alexi, and Kid Nate. Uh, if you get, pay the extra dollar, you get the Let It Roll podcast, little version of Hip Hop Evolution. We talk a little bit about that. Um, Tupac and Biggie, I think, is still on the table to be discussed. Uh, and the rest of the week, I have I have a bunch of articles. I'm hoping the Eileen Warnos thing. I'm hoping they run that one this week. And if not, uh, you don't get it. You know, I tweeted out through, at Eugene S. Robinson. If you don't mind the gatekeeping. I can't figure out Instagram. I can't figure it out at all. It's like I, it says I'm following people, then it says then unfollows them. I can't figure out if there's a limit or if there's a reason for it. But that's Mr. Sleep 3, uh, the number 3. So anyway, those are ways to get a hold of me. Um, uh, oh, oh, don't scream at the end. The baby is sleeping. They, so now all you degenerates have my wife's email. <laughs> So anyway, thanks for listening. This is round 137. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Um, well, no, uh, before, If the Shoes Fit is a political show, um, but we don't, well, the difference is <laughs> I don't have to be, I don't have to play the straight man uh, on, on If the Shoes Fit. I can tell you how I really feel versus how when I have to write a piece for a news organization, how I have to play it. And that's the deal. <laughs> anyway, thanks you guys for listening. 
I'm going to put up the, uh, the eBay thing on the on the um, on the credentials if you want them. Uh, try to live until next week. We'll see you then. Look what you made me do.